Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing Wayne Hennessy. Chris, who's Wayne Hennessy? Well, he's the um, goalkeeper uh, for Crystal Palace and Wales. And uh, the reason we're talking about him is because um, recently a photo appeared of him on Instagram where uh, he's sort of behind a crowd of other uh, people. Um, so he's sort of in the background and he appears to be doing a, a sort of Nazi salute uh, and doing a kind of Hitler moustache with the other with the other finger. Uh, and so there was a an investigation into into this, an FA Commission investigation, um, and uh, it's emerged from that investigation. Uh, the phrase they used was that um, so so he's been kind of exonerated. Uh, this was apparently a. Um, a, a, a sort of sign that he does to kind of get people's attention uh, when he's playing in goal or whatever to sort of you know raise raise his hand and calls f- through his his hand. Um, <laughs> but during the investigation, uh, it, it it emerged the, the phrase they used was that uh, um, he had a lamentable degree of ignorance uh, about Hitler, fascism, and the <laughs> Nazi regime, which which is a, a phrase dripping with with class prejudice as, as well uh, but uh, never, nevertheless it seems that um, uh, apparently now whether he's gaming you know whether he's actually playing the people who did the investigation or not is, is another matter but it seems he didn't really know anything about Hitler or the Nazi salute uh, and he genuinely was um, you know this was a, a, a movement that he couldn't really see was was wrong um so this issue of ignorance uh, came came up and uh and our my interest in how it also gets conflated with stupidity so kind of ignorance being the um you know the absence of of knowledge and stupidity being kind of well more difficult to 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 define but you know an inability to process or sort of mental slowness lack of intelligence you know uh, or or capacity to to reason you know why do the two things very often seem to go hand in hand that 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 ignorance you know we can all be excused for not knowing something potentially but very often that seems to get associated with our stupidity but i think as you were saying that stupidity can be quite difficult to nail down but uh, and something you didn't mention but i think one trait of it can be a lack of curiosity um and that when you find out that you don't know something that you just don't particularly care uh so for example i once worked with this lady who didn't know who Mao Zedong was and and we were saying well you know this is who he is have you heard of hitler have you heard of stalin then you know you might want to know who mao is and her response was why why i mean what we why would i want to know that kind of thing and so it seems to me that in this case to be that ignorant, you need to be pretty stupid as well. Yeah, and I, I think, well, certainly lacking in yeah, curiosity. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so interesting that you know, if he hadn't, if he hadn't known some information about some more obscure dictator like Choi Bolson from uh, uh, Mongolia, for example, I thought you were going to say Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we we wouldn't be we wouldn't be up in arms and saying how could this person be so stupid? So so the the sort of ignorance 
about something which we feel should be known is kind of more um, alarming than ignorance about some, you know, esoteric piece of piece of knowledge. Okay. Um, but, I mean, returning to the question there, why is it that we conflate the two? Is that the right word, conflate? Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty obvious why. Uh, Nick? Yeah, there's plenty of evidence that they are connected. Um, I actually, in the course of researching this, found an interesting, it was very pioneering, I think. A guy called uh, Seymour, 1929, wrote a book about, um, or a long essay about the connection between knowledge, intelligence and character, which was an interesting angle I hadn't considered. But um, trying to trying to look at whether or not, um, you know, obviously whether knowledge and intelligence are connected, but whether either of those things are connected with, uh, you know, immorality and criminality. And um, he was trying to challenge a lot of the old wives tales, which is still with us, really, which is, you know, uh, looking at whether or not criminals are particularly clever or whether you can teach good character by, for example, in his day, obviously, church schools, giving people instruction in biblical lessons. Did that make them into good people? And he wanted to test a lot of that. Um, and uh, he found the stuff that he found actually has been backed up by later studies. Um, so uh, Furnham, 2006, general knowledge was moderate, moderately correlated with uh, general intelligence. So even sorry, a bit earlier, you said we, we can't if we find it hard to pin down what intelligence is, but I, we don't really. It's pretty well defined. So general intelligence, G, uh, is, uh, you know, is totally measurable and um, and correlates with a lot of real life outcomes. So it's a meaningful statistic. But is is intelligence is stupidity the absence of intelligence? I, I can't think of any better way of defining it really yeah so uh you know so it's been found to be uh correlated um general knowledge uh general knowledge in itself uh, predicts exam results in british school children uh there was a, a, a and that even after controlling for um uh iq and various other things um cr- criminals uh are it turns out less intelligent than non-criminals so in fact intelligence and criminality are negatively correlated Mm. um but neither of them seem heavily correlated with working memory capacity which is another sort of cognitive element but um but anyway the gist is that yeah there is a correlation it's not perfect but there is a correlation between intelligence um and general knowledge um but um both general knowledge and intelligence both correlate with other positive things so that they're both good but in theory it's possible to have lots of general knowledge uh, and low intelligence and vice versa but uh, in practice uh, if you have lots of one you're likely to have lots of the other and I think you know so so it's not quite as clear cut as it's not quite as obvious as I thought but I think you know and actually just knowing that correlation it's not necessarily obvious which way round uh, the causation goes whether they're both caused by the same thing or whether it's the case that Actually, if you learn lots of things, you therefore have a large, let's say, bank of examples to draw from uh, in when you're reasoning, for example. If we think that reasoning, which a lot of it is, is about analogy, then knowing lots of things enables you to say, well, in this situation, it's a bit like all these other situations. And so therefore, you know, I think this is more likely to occur Um, or or whether it's whether it's as you're suggesting well, being intelligent means that you're just much more able, you're able to process and ingest more information and you have yeah. more intellectual curiosity to find it out in the first place. I, I um, mean, I, I, th- I, th- I think there's there's more than that as well, though. I, I think sort of knowledge begets knowledge. I mean, this weekend I was um, uh, sort of in a uh, walking through a, a nature reserve with my brother-in-law who is a kind of keen ornithologist. Uh, and um, he was able to um 
kind of hear the bird song and say what what bird it was whether it was a you know a, a chiff chaff or a, a, a you know a stone chat or whatever it might might have been but um he was his knowledge was giving him access to be able to process an information stream which i didn't I didn't really have access to. I mean, I, I like birdsong, but I can't differentiate between it. And that in turn was sort of telling him more things about, you know, what was going on in the environment. And I think knowledge about uh, knowledge about a subject enables you to access more knowledge about that that subject because you you sort of learn things about how to learn more uh, yeah it does feel like when acquiring general knowledge does feel like very much like connections in a network between facts where things have to slot in at the right time and in the right place you know so that you can't um i I mean one of the things that i when i was at school you know i was hopeless at, at sort of history really just memorizing things from history events that occurred because you know when people talked about the tudors or, or you know um the industrial revolution it didn't mean anything to me right i, I just I, I knew it had happened and i could read the words telling me about what happened but i didn't really have any other reference points to slot that into you know whereas now um i'm, I'm actually much more interested in those things because i know a hell of a lot more about you know social economic developments i know I'm, I'm you know having played board games about these things i'm i've got a kind of framework to fit in you know the kinds of decisions people were make uh, were making and you know i'm able to now when i learn about a factory owner um you know or cotton production increasing I, i'm able to think about that in the context of well you know how, do, how does a firm work what are the drivers of costs what are the drivers of profit how can you you know how how where were they getting their inputs from you know what was happening to to you know the price of labor all of these things which enable me to understand something that i read about the industrial revolution it, with much more depth now than i than i did when i was at school so yeah it does feel like it there is it, the the you can't just go round and learn stuff you have to learn things almost in the right order that's, that's right and you know obviously the way history is taught in our schools tends not to be particularly within context so you you know you do the victorians one week and then you do ancient egypt or something mm. you know and not being you know that's that's obviously more difficult then to build it all into one over overarching but, but in a way you then have the bits they're scattered bits but at some point when you draw a connection between them yeah you can go oh yeah the egyptians yeah i remember that just yeah. as an aside guys something i struggled with at school um and actually i'm quite good at this now I'm, i consider myself a bit of a linguist but when i first started learning language at school learning french and i was nine years old i think i had no idea what it was on about and I just didn't understand this whole je suis tu il. I just did not get it. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was about uh, and how that I fit mean, in with everything. I mean, language is a very else. good example because polyglots, uh, you know, yes, they might have a propensity to be good at languages and understand languages, but once once they understand uh, one grammatical structure explicitly it becomes easier even if it's totally different to go oh yes i've now got the um the 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 sort of meta knowledge the the knowledge about lang- you know linguistics to help me work out this other language and so you know the acquisition of knowledge just becomes easier as nick was saying when you've, you when you can do analogy but when you've got the mental apparatus to to um to conceptualize what it is you're thinking about yeah so i think that that and that ties in with this model of um, the two being quite closely correlated, you know, that actually if you find it, if we think that, you know, general knowledge is acquired in this sort of 
um, you know, it has to be built up slowly and in a piecemeal kind of way. Um, it makes sense that people who are faster at assimilating information because they're more intelligent are going to be able to do that process faster. So it just, you know, it's that you sit down, to, you know, a, a, a person who's uh, highly intelligent with someone who isn't and give them the exact same general knowledge to learn. The intelligent person is going to find it easier to learn, learn that stuff because they have more work, things to slot it into. And I, I think, you know, this is why I come back to what do we mean by stupidity? Because um, part of stupidity seems to be, seems to um be manifested through um behavior right so you say that person was really stupid when they did that thing not just they couldn't answer a question but they did something that was seemingly stupid and i think uh, you know, it's kind of explaining that is also quite interesting. You know, there's the um, uh, th- there's the Dunning Kruger effect where um, you know, those who are less expert in something imagine themselves to be more expert, and those who are more expert are more uh, kind of the Hermione Granger effect. You know, are, are more likely to feel they don't know something because they realise. By by knowing something about a field, you realise how much else there is to know about it, the enormity of the, the total knowledge. Mm. Uh, whereas if you just know a little of something, you might imagine you know it know it all. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that misplaced confidence might be the driver of stupid behaviour, that people think, well, I know all about... Um, there's the, the case of um, MacArthur Wheeler, who, was, uh, who, who famously sort of... Um, acted as the stimulus for Dunning and Kruger's uh, research but he was the um the Pittsburgh based bank robber who uh in the 90s went into um uh, he, he didn't have a mask what he did was he rubbed lemon juice over his face <laughs> and um he believed that this would uh, because it was used in invisible ink um, he believed this would make his face invisible, but he didn't just he didn't just go in. He tested it first by rubbing lemon juice on his face and taking a picture of himself with a Polaroid, like a, an old school selfie with a Polaroid camera, yeah. and it was all blurred. So he he tested his theory, and then he and when they when he was arrested. Uh, he was sort of incredulous three months later or whatever. He was like, but I used the juice. I used the lemon juice. How did you find me? Um, and so that that sort of, you know, that little bit of knowledge uh, b- leading to um, stupid and bizarre behaviour, uh, I, I think is exhibited with him. Yeah, I mean, and then... Yeah, I mean, if you look at the correlation of intelligence and outcomes, there's no doubt that intelligent people have better outcomes in life, right? So... Um, yeah, you'd hope that was the case. Otherwise, what's the point of having intelligence in the first place, right? So, but it, it holds true across countries as well. That looking at average IQs, um, uh, sort of average intelligence between countries and uh, between individual states in countries, uh, apparently statistically significantly correlates with GDP growth. So, um, you know, it, it's it's good for the economy as well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, basically, if you're intelligent, you have better better life outcomes. I'm not quite sure if that's uh, true of knowledge, but I did found one, find one study where someone had looked at the knowledge as a predictor of turnout in general elections okay. and uh, found that, you know, yes, it's significantly correlated with, um, with turnout. So if people know the answers to questions like, you know, um, what's the time between elections in the UK or, you know, uh, 
whether or not um, you know you have to pay a deposit when you when you stand for parliament. If people knew those kinds of basic things, they were more likely to go. Which and vote. suggests they might have an interest in the democratic process and yeah. therefore be. I mean, I'm really interested in the sort of subjective value of of knowledge, whether it is subjective or whether actually some knowledge is more valuable than than other knowledge. And, uh, you, you know, so, f- for example, you know, the uh, if, um, uh, you know, uh, so like when, when David Cameron and George Osborne were um, berated for not knowing or, or, or it was said that they didn't know what the price of a pint of milk was and this was seen as being... Um, you know, damning in 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 some way, uh, and um, you, you know the 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 whole cultural relativist position of the fact that all knowledge is is you know equally valid in in some way. Uh, you know the 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 sort of. Um, offering your toenail clippings to to the gods is is as equally valid as as um you know sterilizing water or something and the the knowledge required to do that and and the fact that this is now being used against those very sort of um lefty cultural relativists by the alt right with things like climate change denial and um you know creationism that you know all knowledge well you know here's a piece of here's a piece of knowledge this bit of information is is just as valid as your scientific knowledge over over here mm. um i find that that sort of the the knowledge wars that are going on at the moment very very interesting um, well let's yeah, just talk oh, sorry, sorry. Got... no it's just I, I read a study that um uh, looked at bullshit re- receptivity yeah and found that there were you know it's not so much that there is convincing bullshit it's that there are people who are inclined to believe bullshit so you know it's it's that uh, so it's credulity people, that's exactly the, yeah. so so you know people uh, various things like like so indicators included things like belief in the supernatural if someone believes in the supernatural they're much more likely to believe pseudo profound statements and you know conspiracy theories and things so it tends to be that they're kind of correlated those those things um i don't know about the correlation with intelligence but uh yeah, but I, but, but it's, it's the use of ignorance as a political tool. That's that's what's fact. You know, you look at um, uh, uh, the sort of medi- uh, late medieval Catholic Church in in England and the mass resistance of of the, the, the time then. You know, the Catholic faith of um, William Tyndale's Bible and the, you know the notion that the people on the street could read, you know, the contents of the Bible was seen as hugely subversive in in some way and i it feels like we're a little bit in that stage at the moment where where deliberate maintenance of ignorance is being used as a as a political tool that's a good point and i and i feel like the internet um was uh in the 90s we had this belief that you know there would be no such thing as propaganda anymore it would be neutralized by the fact that you could get you could find the truth out on the internet mm. um you know we genuinely believe that i believed it i thought you know well in the future you know that the truth is going to be democratized and that will mean that the truth will out and you know lies won't stand a chance and what I hadn't reckoned on is what a bunch of, uh, you know, of, of, of morons people are. You know, how actually we don't, people just don't care. They don't care about what's true. They, yeah. they, they'd, they'd rather, you know, go and believe something that they like rather than something that actually is true. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I, do, I mean, uh, we have to be careful in this podcast because sometimes we fall back into being grumpy old gits. Mm. I know I certainly do. Um, but I'm just wondering if, 
this sort of value of just gen general knowledge if that has declined or, or not so for example my mother um i think has got fantastic general knowledge and it's not just to do with the fact that she's lived a long time i, I just sense that there's a value there and she's was brought up and educated in a way that that kind of thing is really important and recently in the last couple of years just through work i work with a lot of young people and i'm just astonished by sometimes by the lack of general knowledge there is amongst even people with university education and and i don't know if that says something about the sorts of people or or or, or the barriers now to to um, tertiary education well you've got to be maybe, careful because because things... we you're comparing uh, the general knowledge of someone who's 20 years 25 years younger than you with your general knowledge which means that you would or your need... mother's general knowledge yeah, yeah absolutely you, there's this you, yeah you, you see i mean i mean but the things, things like, that you I mean, know like, about who, but things like you know who first climbed everest um things like what the philippines is things like who was the first person on the moon i would have thought to any generation that would have been appropriate but well, maybe no, i'm wrong because they're things that happened quite soon before you were born i mean you know the the, the you, you if we looked at the general knowledge of someone from 1949 they they might find it remarkable that you didn't know you know uh with the order of which in which eisenhower and truman uh you know were elected or you know what the um you know who the who the vice president was and stuff like that which i wouldn't have a clue about yeah it was truman um, then eisenhower but anyway that, but, so i can let uh, yeah but <laughs> yeah i i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i mean i i i, I think but there's no doubt that sort of knowing things is just much less useful now because you can look stuff up and and of course that's ruined millions of brilliant pub arguments we used to have mm. but i think conversely it's had the effect of making um knowledge a much more powerful signal of intelligence and so you know my i my kids both know that if they ever say to me well why do i need to know that i'll just google it they, they'll be out oh they'll be right out because i think it's really important to know stuff because it's you know because it's because you don't need to because it's easier to get by without doing it it's a bit like having a you know a suntan wasn't worth anything when everyone worked in the fields but as soon as uh having a suntan require need required going to spain it became a status symbol and so i think you know knowledge now because uh no because no one needs it actually now is becoming a, a powerful signal Really, if you want to say something, Chris, really. Well, briefly. I was just gonna. I, I was just gonna say it's it's carrying the knowledge in your own head is the is the key thing as opposed to having it sitting on the residing on the internet because it's that ability to access that instantly and in the same place as you're doing your reasoning is 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 the key thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick, you look like because I want to ask about, but Nick, you look like oh, okay. you want to say no, something. No, I just got some. I've got, if we're at the sort of and finally segment, I've got a few. Go for it. Choice questions from quiz shows. Uh, okay, no, let's. Uh, oh, brilliant! Let's do that. Yeah. So I've got some. So these were the ones that I particularly liked. Um, uh, but, but so on tipping point uh, between 1991 and 1999, Peter Schmeichel was the goalkeeper for which English football club? Answer: Germany. James O'Brien show. James O'Brien says, how many kings of England have been called Henry? The contestant says, well, I know Henry VIII, so um, three. <laughs> LVC DJ, what name does Cat Stevens go under now? I'll give you a clue. He became a Muslim. Contestant, Abu Hamza. <laughs> Radio Merseyside, what was Hitler's first name? Contestant, Heil. <laughs> Um, Rock FM, name a film starring Bob Hoskins. That's also the name of a famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci. 
<laughs> contestant who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> well, it's got a frame in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that almost stole my thunder because I, I how I was going to round this off, I was going to I was going to ask either what's the most stupid bit of behaviour you've ever seen or ignorance displayed that you've ever seen and or um what's the most stupid thing that you have ever yourself done or said or yeah do anything in mind chris uh well yeah so the the most sort of um stupid thing i've i've come across or or most incredible bit of ignorance was a friend of mine who i was at school with who i always regarded as, as being intelligent uh and um I was round at his house when we were sort of in our perhaps early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, something like that. And he was having a barbecue. And um, I think I'd taken along a potato salad with new potatoes in it. And he um, he was sort of looking at the, the bag of new potatoes and said, um, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, um, what are they made from? And, and I, I, I couldn't fathom what on earth was going on, and and he didn't really know what potatoes were. So it was it was staggering. I I still can't quite work it out to this day. Um, wow. But there you go. Yeah. And what about yourself, though? Have you ever? I went. To, I did go when I first went to university. Uh, there was we were having a chat about. Um, again, this is like weird, just weird bits of kind of how did they how did they go through life without knowing this? Uh, I was having a chat with a guy who who was talking about we we got a bottle of Ribena in the house, and he said I tried some of that Ribena. I don't like it at all. And I said, uh, Oh yeah, what's what's the matter with it? He said it was really thick and sticky. <laughs> Uh, and I said, well, you know, you're meant to water it down, right? And he didn't know. He didn't know that you had to water down Ribena. Um, I also went to school with a girl who didn't know. Uh, I, I remember this because I was, again, like like Chris's example, she she was very sort of bright and engaging, but she didn't know the dates of the Second World War, even to the decade. I found that staggering. I don't, they're ingrained in you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, when I, the thing is that I, I'm, I really, I, you know, I'll get really embarrassed by not knowing things like that. Mm. Um, but no, just a recent example, and this is not, this is going to sound really banal, but I didn't know, I discovered I didn't know where asbestos came from. It turns out you mine asbestos, right? It's not made in a factory. Again, that's one of those things where I think, how could I've I've never asked the question where asbestos comes from? I'd always just assumed it gets made in a dangerous factory, but it comes from mines. So I mean, I mean, you know, you can always. It might turn out, you know, who knows? If there's, you know, let's say there's a one in a million chance that you've gone through life and missed a really key bit of general knowledge. Uh, well, the thing is, there must be hundreds of millions of bits of general knowledge. So the chances are there's hundreds of them out there, which I'm yet to be embarrassed by. I, I, I've got quite a good one which for myself, which is both ignorant and stupid, uh, which is that um, for a long time, I thought that Cleopatra bathed in asps milk ah you kind of got your sort of things <laughs> because mixed up yeah there, exactly yeah. in my in my brain somewhere it'd gone into my my brain that you know there was an asp involved in her in her death and uh that she bathed in ass's milk and i'd got and and it was only when i i can't remember what it was that jolted me into this and i thought wait a minute i you know and i'd also got in this picture um, the people milking the venom from snakes for various <laughs> antidotes, and so obviously I'd conjured up this weird 
sort of <laughs> thing where reptiles produced milk that you could get in a volume to put in a bath and bathe in. I, it, it beggars belief when I think about it, but there you go. It reminds me of that um, uh, Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West, where um, she's, he said, you know, you can in the song, you know, let's see if I can do this properly. Um, he's going to give his, his girlfriend uh, milk to bathe in. He said, if you want, I can make it pasteurized. And she said, I'll just be happy if it comes up to my chest. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, so just, I don't know about ignorance or stupidity. I remember once being in America, in small town America, and I got chatting to this bloke at the bar, and he was just very confused by the fact that I was English, speaking with an English accent, but I was, and I was wearing, happened to be wearing a Brazil football top at the time. <laughs> and, and then he looked at me and he just said, so are you white? Okay. <laughs> and I was just I was just I didn't say anything for 30 seconds. I was just stunned by just what I've never been asked before if I was white or black or whatever, you know. But my friend who was traveling with me at the time thought it was hilarious because I was actually bright red that day <laughs> because I'd been I'd caught that the sun. That must have it just didn't slot into any category that yeah. he could yeah. draw. Yeah. yeah, so this poor guy was completely bemused. Looks looks red, wearing a Brazil shirt, <laughs> speaking yeah. with an English accent. Speaking English, yeah. baffling. And in terms of my own examples of stupidity in Ingress, they are just too Legion. numerous, yeah. too numerous to mention. Other than, but certainly lots of stupid behaviour, lots of stupid behaviour, mainly involving alcohol and things like that. Um, anyway, uh, let's draw to a close there. Um, we've brought some enlightenment to the world there, I feel. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.